the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Uh, Mark Peterson in for Dr. Jerry Parsons, Calvin Finch, Dr. Calvin Finch to me. Uh, well, he's Dr. Finch to me as well. Uh, okay, but. yeah. Uh, he's here as well, and uh, it's uh, the nursery's uh, got a little steady crowd of folks, lots of color. Uh, and so we encourage you to come on by today or call us with your gardening question. What are you doing on this uh, Independence Day to uh, in, in the gardening world? All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. i got to turn my phone off. It's it's chirping. I, I was going to say, usually that's me. And I, I had to look yeah. over at my phone. You know, and mine's it, off. And it wasn't you? No, mine's wow, that's, off. That's weird. Uh-oh, nope. Okay, I can get it. This is good radio. Okay. All right, mm-hmm. 210-308-8867. Well, Mark, what you know? Uh, it's hot. It is a little hot. We had uh, some rain. Yes. Um, it was uh, scattered. Uh, officially, it was a third of an inch at the airport. But if you were in it, you know that it was a lot more than that. Uh, uh. The the official uh, areas towards Bernie and then towards uh, shirts. At the med- yeah, we at, ought to- there's a lot more. At the uh, medical center area, it, it was relatively long period of rain, but it was big drops, but not very many of them. Yeah. No, I, that's what I initially was. Uh, I was outside, and I was like, oh, here we go. Please come on, come on. And then I got under one of those cells. And I said, no, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> so, yeah. I was driving. I went um, somewhere and then was driving back down that Dreamland area. Mm. And there was just water. It's no rain. I didn't see any rain, but it was just flowing down the street. And right. the whole street was wet. So apparently they got a big thunderstorm well, there. And I could tell <laughs> all around that there was more rainfall than there was. Oh. And, you, you know, of course, I have all those uh, bird baths. Oh, yeah. And then they didn't Did hardly it? get, yeah, I got a third of an inch at the most. Yeah. And it's just barely a little, little bit. And, of course, the minute the sun came out uh, the next day, it was by midday, they, they everything was dried up again. And the plants and containers were yeah. wilting and just just like a normal 100-degree <laughs> dry weather day. There is uh, some some activity in the Gulf. Yeah, I saw uh, that. It will, unfortunately, it, like it will go a little east of us. Oh. Yeah. I saw that one of the little 
you know, projected things they show all Oh, the, coming in from. It looks like a big octopus, yeah, where it might go. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it looked like San Antonio could be one of the things, but no, mm-hmm. the likelihood is not good that it'll, mm-hmm. we could get they, some rain, no. The, the, the probabilities. Well, that's right. We're waiting for it to, uh, next couple of days to, what do they say, uh, fully develop? Uh, that's not the word. Oh, uh, okay. Coalesce, I don't know. Yeah. Um, strengthen, yeah, something Okay, like strengthen's that. good. All so, I heard, heard was the 20%. That, that, that was for today. Yeah. Thank goodness Jerry's not here because no, he, then he, well, we would hear the. I could always do it. I could do his stuff. But. No. Yeah, it's okay. Let's, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll forgive you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, it's okay if you don't want to. You understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, can you turn him off? Yeah, that's right. Um, I didn't even notice when I was talking because you're over there on the side that I was like doing a Jerryism. And I went, oh, stay on focus. Stay on point. Stay, stay on, on target. Stay on target. Yeah, stay on the microphone. Stay on microphone. Um, 210-308-8867. Did, did you get that reference? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> Someone else said, hey, so what we'll do is uh, sometimes uh, a while back, we haven't done it, is we'll ask, we'll ask people to be rain rangers, our uh, Millburgers rain rangers. And call us and tell us what kind of how much rain you got in your neck of the woods, and we'll kind of keep track. Oh of yeah, it. I would like to hear that. Yeah, so 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Calvin, you have a water garden, don't you? Little one. A little one. Okay, we had a water garden question from somebody who was visiting the station. So they have a big they have a big old water garden. Uh huh. Okay, and at the, the the big freeze that we got. Their um, their fish are fine. Yeah, made it through just fine. Their water lilies died back, and they never came back. They never came back. Yeah, is it common for them if they haven't come back by now? Or they should they kiss them goodbye? As someone else who's not here might say. Hmm. You know, I w- I would have said, yeah, they would die back. I, I'm, I'm not surprised on that part, but yeah. not coming back. Yeah, that is uh, that is kind of strange. With the, they didn't say anything about the the water being low or Mm-mm. anything yeah. like that. Huh? They, they they weren't near the surface, in other words, or or exposed. Yeah, I imagine so. But how does that normally work for them? Because a fish, I know, actually, I think they don't they hibernate. They go into some sort of defensive mechanism. Sleep. sleep, Milton. Sleep. <laughs> uh, let's uh, yeah, we'll put that put. Uh, the, our listeners have heard okay. you that mention yeah. that, and I'm sure some of them have experienced that on the water lilies. I really don't plant uh, water lilies. My our um, uh, act water uh, feature is more for the benefit of the the birds. You know, the running uh, water, the, okay. the running water. Live uh, we, water. We used to. Used to have, uh, and Judy got impatient because of the uh, her goldfish kept getting eaten <laughs> by by the, the seabird, the, uh, uh, the raccoons, like the herons, and the raccoons, but yeah, more, but, more uh, by the the uh, the birds with the, the long birds. beaks. The, 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 well, it's yeah. not a heron, is it? Uh, oh yeah, a okay. heron, yeah. heron or egret. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, oh, and then but. But she really didn't didn't like was the uh, uh, the, the 
I'm sorry, snakes I can just see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The garter snakes coming yeah. to har- to harvest the toad, the toad tadpoles. Yeah. yeah. Oh gosh, I mean, I, I the she. The, <laughs> I know that. The, the I loud can see that. That's why I'm screaming laughing. was. Uh, uh, you'd swear there was no! uh, some uh, some no! a, a major attack <laughs> occurring. No. Here's the guy, you know, a garter snake about uh. three feet long, and in there getting the. Tadpoles. He didn't care for that too much. Oh. oh. So did your, um, if this was your water garden, would you just give it up and get some more? Or she want to wait until the callers call us and. Oh, oh, to, oh. to go getting back, circling oh, back. Yeah, yeah, circling back is the case. Circling said. back, there's, it probably was too close to the surface. Water is a great insulator. So if it was further on down. They was probably okay. However, oh. however, yeah, I'd just go get some more. Yeah, because I, I, I want to hear from uh, the other gardeners if they experience the same thing. Yeah. Uh, cause yeah. it, you know, it, it seems like we should be able to figure out uh, what, why it uh, reacted that way. We just wouldn't expect it them to be so no, vulnerable. I, I vulnerable. No, I wouldn't have expected it. Okay, he said his turtles. He has a turtle. It's doing great. He has goldfish. They're doing fine. But uh, no garter snakes, as far as I know. Water lilies. Water lilies went kaput. But they they seem to. That's why he's kind of like. But it's been more than a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it should have come back later last summer. Yeah, so has he got a a mad uh, a water lily stealer in the neighborhood? Or Ooh. ooh, that could happen. I can. Uh, what what did they used to take from you, Milton? Your you had planted out. out. Oh, they they came by and snipped the poppies. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, do you have a question? Yeah. Did you want to be on the show? We're on the radio. We're on the radio right on now. The radio. Did you want to be on there with us? Just grab that. Grab that actually, microphone. Actually, actually, yeah. You just just what? talk. What's You're up? You're on the air. What's going on? So oh. I've recently had to move. Uh, seasonally. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Neighbors my, didn't like you, or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Nah, I think they didn't like my dog, possibly. But no. What kind I, of dog you got? I, he, no. He's a don't big old. Don't get into this. Two-year-old black <laughs> lab. He's a, oh. He's 120 pounds. Uh, okay. But, How could you not like a black lab? Uh, he's a teddy bear. I, what is wrong with those I, people? I, it, was, it, was, it was a joke. I had to. Unfortunately, uh. I had to leave the Kerrville. Uh, so well. seasonally, it's not terribly different. But what I had there for shade was significant and i had two uh large macho ferns that are uh very established you know one is over 15 years old and i've had to move into a town home while my other home is being uh remodeled to move into in san antonio and unfortunately i've had to place these machos in areas that they're just being scorched i mean they're being Uh. scorched right now and on the back ends of them, they're growing new fronds. They're, they're looking good. Um, the seedlings on the back of the leaves are looking like they're in good health. So I know that it still has a lot of vigor in it. But the front end that's sun-facing. Getting fried. It's, it, 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 it is fried. And I'm yeah. going to buy some shades to try. All right, there you go. That was the one thing. Yeah, to put it in front of it. But I didn't know, you know, the, the soil gets rather compact after... 10 years, I was going to go in there and stab it a bit, but I didn't want to disrupt any of the root system so that I could get water into it more easily to hold. I didn't know if any of this would stave off the inevitable of potentially losing my fern. 
All right. Well, I'm not familiar with a macho fern, so I don't know. I'm going to leave it up to you. But the first thing is, yeah, I would have got some shades. Can you can you missed it anyhow? Yeah. Well, so I I, I missed like it. A, like a little hose in, kind of like. Spraying. Yeah, I I brought my Boston ferns in. They would they would make it in Kerrville, but I've had to bring them in. I missed them because there's not enough moisture inside the home. They're doing fine. Um, chlorophyll looks to be like it's not at its maximum potential because it's not getting the same amount of sun. But the macho fern, I've never seen it degrade in a sense. It's usually so hardy it, it holds up. I just wanted to know if besides now, shade, you're, you're talking about the that, that's the new planting location. That's the soil compacted. No, oh. these are hanging baskets. Oh, these are things. these are hanging baskets that are in baskets that are about that wide and that deep. I mean, the baskets alone were four yeah, or five hundred dollar investments. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I th- I, I think uh, you could do some uh, minimal soil uh, penetrating um, and uh, soak it, but but you, you, is the water just seem like it's just running off? Yeah, I, I have globes that I'll stick in it, and there's another unfortunate. Uh, there there's an, an, another unfortunate thing is uh, doves are notoriously uh, stupid about where they lay their eggs, and I've had three families of doves move in successively to decide they want to put their nests in my macho fern. And while in September I'm not averse at all to plucking those birds out of the sky, <laughs> but right now I can't do that to the eggs and to the like. It's just part of the conservation system. Let them hatch. Let them grow up. Then we can eat them in October. Uh, but right now, I'm I have I have three families of doves that I'm trying to work around. Yeah. In my gardening and in my watering, and I just don't want to lose my fern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems yeah, it seems like I, I figured you were doing the best you could to get that water penetrated in with the doves there. It, is there a supplement that? You guys would suggest no, not for ferns. No. Um, what you, what Jerry and I have done in the past is we take like a liquid fertilizer on what the label is, and then cut it again, and then cut it again, so that you got a very weak, weak, weak. Um, but normally we don't fertilize ferns, um, except maybe a liquid fertilizer at, yeah. at a very reduced strength it was a liquid at half so it recommended a tablespoon i put in a teaspoon per gallon yeah yeah i think i don't i think the fertilizer is not something i would worry about because if it's uh you know we normally say don't don't fertilize until your plant is in uh physically good shape in terms of moisture and new growth and everything never never fertilize a stress plant yeah period And how big? How big is it? It's not something you could. Uh, your your container. The container. The container in width is four and a half feet, and in depth, it's about three and a half feet. I uh, mean, it's so it's tough. And it's a it's a hanging basket. So I just re, I read as every year I redid the coconut <laughs> on the bottom. <laughs> its root structure looked incredible, but this was back in Kerrville about two and a half months ago. Uh-huh. And now just in the two months that I've had it hanging on a balcony that faces west, it's the front end of it is just, it had bare, they're just sticks coming out now. Huh. But the back end of it is flourishing. So right. in other words, wherever it's not getting as much sun, it's doing fine. So you're, it's up on the, on the 
Second balcony. floor. So, okay. yeah. so you got so, doves, and then you got that large size, and, and it's up yeah. elevated. And, and, and it's facing west. And that, that to me, that's the most critical feature, sir, about that, Melton. Uh, critical feature. So I think the screens, that's why, you know, I jumped right on that. Uh, I think if you can screen that, you're halfway there. And uh, I was I was thinking to figure out some some kind of a dipping process, you know, even if you just set it in the water for half an hour. But it may not be practical in that kind of a because they're too situation. Big. Yeah. Is it up or is it just that door that's closed? All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We're doing a a bathroom direction thing. <laughs> oh, does he get a does he get a, a fee now for directing? Well, I, I have two more, and th- no, th- this has to do more with Millburgers, and this might be like where the, you know, like, look, our expertise is plants, not with the location of restrooms. Right, mine wasn't a restroom. No, but you, did, you handled it really well. Well, yeah, I had a feeling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in addition to that, guys, have y'all seen an Indian carnation? Here, anywhere, or a Japanese candlestick. I can't find them anywhere, no, no matter no. if I go to the south of Bear County where grandma's raising her plants and usually better health than any nursery could. She doesn't have them. I just can't find them anywhere. I don't know. It is. Yeah, no, the only thing I'm in the Japanese one, um, ca- certain cassias used to be called candlesticks. Uh, it'd be yellow with uh, a compound leaf. It was really nice because they're. They're evenly compound. They would kind of fold up. And yeah, these completely fold up at night, open back up during okay, the day. Okay, I, I, I look for cassia, C-A-S-S-I-A. That's the genus name. Uh-huh. And see if that uh, if that strikes any kind of uh, around here uh, around here and any of the other nurseries. How about on the computer on the uh, internet? Would that? Yeah. yeah, it would pop up. But you got like cassia. It is candlestick. Cassia. Cassia, yeah, candlestick. Yeah, I say Japanese. Yeah. No, no, no. That's what different that's nomenclature. What, that, that's what clicked clicked in my mind. So on that one. And in the Indian carnation, I might not be saying that one correct, but it can grow into a woody tree. You know, about I had about a twenty-year one that got about this big. Yeah. I'm, and it bloomed. Yeah. Uh, quite well, but I can't. I'm yeah. I'm not familiar with I that. I lost one. it in the freeze, and I'm yeah. just oh. trying to reestablish. Yes. Um, a, a lot of those Indian ones. So, uh, so the audience has heard that, and if uh, yeah, they may call in. They call, leave a message. Leave a message with Al. Sure, they can leave a message with Al. If, if we got if somebody that is familiar where yeah. where they might be available, they'll they'll call in the, the station, and then we'll get with the, with the producer. So um, listen should tomorrow. He, should he leave, uh, should he leave a sure if you here? want to. I think he has a wish list up front. Yeah, I just I, I can that, put it on there. No, I think that's the best idea. I, I, I just know that they haven't had it in a number of years, so I'm looking at. Yeah, I don't. I've never uh, of the abuelos mm-hmm. uh, on the on the south side of San Antonio mm-hmm. oh, who, who grow these from the home. Yeah. yeah, and no, that was a good idea. I like that. Um, oh, particularly right. with uh, the, that uh, the candlestick. That's where I've seen them mostly. Same. All right. Same. And I, and I saw them mostly well, before our two freezes we've had in the last couple of years. So, tell us how it comes out, will you? We have one. We'll do. We have a, a phone call. We'll take that real thanks, quick. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Thanks, thanks for coming by. You, you did great. Take care of that black yeah. lab, will you? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta take care of the dove. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, 
right, 210-308-8867. Chaz is on the line. Hey, Chaz, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. Hey, guys, hope you are too. Listen, I got a question about a pine tree. After that really nasty freeze, um, lost all of the branches except maybe six feet from the top. And this year, they all brought their needles, and it just looks dead as a doornail. And I didn't. I, what is there any way I could have saved it? Or I mean, the pine no, tree. Why would it? What kind of what kind of pine tree was it? Oh gosh, you know. I wish I knew. That thing no. is about. Uh, I would say, uh, foot maybe a foot and a half in a diameter. Uh, no, it was. It was. Uh, was it's it? An old uh, tree. It was here when I got here. Uh, Oh, I thought it was going to be either Italian cypress or an Afghan pine on that. That's it's, kind of what it sounded it's, like. It's got needles. I'm pretty sure it's not a uh, cypress. I, I okay. think I've recognized those. But it's got uh, needles, pine cones, the whole yeah. sphere. Yeah. No. There, one, there was nothing you could do. Two, as the other host would say, no, I'm not going to say that. Don't say it. <laughs> but they're, it's just probably go ahead and cut dead. Cut it down and have some firewood. It, it, it is probably dead. Uh, what happens is on deciduous trees, if the leaves turn brown or fall off, we have hope. On a coniferous tree, if it turns brown and the needles turn dead, brown, brown or or fall off, we don't have hope at all. It's okay. Gone. Okay. What about my magnolias, my mate? Do they come back? Uh, they've lost some. They've lost some leaves, but they've still got some green on them. Yeah. Whereabouts are you located? That's always a key feature. Sixteen oh four UTSA. Uh yeah. Um, not the best location for magnolias. Uh, you want deep soil. Think of downtown and south. <laughs> Uh, you don't have Forget that. Forget about that. Yeah. So, having said that, uh, what you'd like to do is have at least two inches of mulch extending out to the edge of the canopy, not okay. against the base, though. Uh, yeah. And and you're going to probably get some type of acidifying agent, uh, iron. We like. Uh, we still have that. Do you know uh, high yield iron plus? I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'd get. Uh, just get a small bag. That's fine. And you're going to do that again this fall. We don't we don't fertilize too much uh, in the summertime. And a little bit of okay. compost. High quality compost. High quality okay. compost. Now and, uh, and you mulch it, and you you spread the little compost a little bit on on top. We're, and we're, that t- we're taking for granted that you're you're giving it some. Su- supplementary water right now because of the oh yeah yeah okay. I'll hand water them suckers if I have to yeah right. and they're about uh, 12 14 feet tall they're not new either right it's, so it's amazing well you know you know they're stressed every single day if it's yep. just the uh, good weather and this kind yep. of weather they've got that extra problem uh, yeah, yeah they're hurting with the where you're growing in them so you're going to have to add a little bit more uh, input into the health of that tree because, like I said, they love deep soil, uh, sandy soil. Uh, south of town is great for them. 
or but, so, not, but or, not for you. Or South Carolina. Or, or South Carolina, yeah. So I, I, I promise to speak clearly and be nice today. So, um, yes, normally I would go move to Houston, move to Houston, but no. So uh, you are going to have to have some mulch on there and some compost, and then fall in Mayish. Every year you're trying to acidify the soil. Okay, All, right. All right. Thanks, man. Good luck. Appreciate your help, guys. Have a great fourth of You too. Chez, uh, take care, man. And thanks for calling. Thanks for waiting. We got to take a break. Uh, so, EJ, you got a good question. Hang on the line a second. We're going to be right back with more of Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. Yankee Doodle do or die. A real live nephew of my Uncle Sam, born on the 4th of July. I've got a Yankee Doodle sweetheart. And welcome She's back to Milberger's Gardening George. South Texas on 930 AM. The answer 210-308-8867. I think we're going to have a patriotic theme for our Independence Day weekend. Oh, that, gosh. Is that right? That, yeah, that's... That was, was that the great yeah. Ethel Mormon? No, that was James Cagney. Oh, well, they don't sound like that. It does. Okay. I can yeah. see maybe how you'd make that mistake. Okay. But no, it's Jimmy Cagney. Hey, uh, you know, when you do go to water, you want to make sure you're doing it as efficiently and effectively as possible. And the tree hugger sprinklers can help you do that. Uh, if you haven't seen them, check them out online at treehuggersprinkler.com. What they've got is it's a wraparound approach, a plastic sprinkler. Got a little jaw on it. So you, you open it up and you uh, close it around your hug the base of the tree and then you can turn it on just a little bit and uh, get some uh, thorough watering of that root system uh, without much water or not much waste rather and or you can uh, even do the drip line too go check it out they got them mill burgers we've got them at heb it's treehuggersprinklers.com and the cheaper way to do it by the way is to get them locally i'm just telling you i've talked to the guy uh and uh yeah just get them locally make the drive it'll 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 make you feel better. What locally versus what? Both versus shipping. shipping. Buying off, say, right. Amazon right. or something. Well, well, we don't say that word. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. We have uh, EJ on the line. And uh, let's see what we got. Oh, yeah. Hey there, EJ. Oh, you got a great question. What's going on, EJ? Thank you for waiting. Well, uh, thank you for taking my call. When I'm driving around San Antonio, I see a bunch of what appears to be sunflowers on the roadside and i'm just curious if you guys have any idea of what variety they might be because i mean they 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 seem hardy as heck and uh i mean i see them growing on piles of dirt that are next to construction sites so any ideas oh yeah 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 we got you got a lot of choices there now the ones I like in my in my yard in my neighborhood are the annual sunflowers. Uh, then the, then there's a, a perennial. Yeah, and that's the one I like. That's Maximilian sunflower. And uh, the the pro the problem I have with the the perennial is that it's uh, wants to stay in the same spot and the expand just a uh, hard to stop it from expanding. Out from where it starts, whereas the annual, just as almost as large, and the, the birds love it yeah. just like just as much as the as the other one. Uh, but you can you can uh, 
kind of move it around the yard, and you can kind of keep it under relative control. But so. uh, ED, there's about three, three, three or four different species. So some, there's some annuals and some yeah. perennials and some, some small, high, small height. Yeah. So when you get into the yard, that's actually an approved variety, and they're going to get oh, five, six feet sometimes. And uh, so yeah, they're right. Right now they're blooming up a storm, and uh, yeah. if you got them, you probably got uh, lesser goldfinches, lots of cardinals. Uh, House finches, all it's, of them there. It's a lot of seed for the plant, and yeah. so you just you just need like three or four of them, and there you go. You got every every bird known. It's a seed eater coming into your your area, and they're uh, they also are a favorite uh, nectar source. Mm-hmm. Butterflies, I mean butterflies will lay. Uh, uh, I can't remember the variety that has a tendency to lay their eggs on them. Uh, every year, but uh, um, so they're 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 an unbelievable the, wildlife plant. There are uh, I have a list of my twelve favorite for bees, twelve favorite for butterflies, twelve favorite for uh, what's the other hum, hummingbirds. So, guess which one kind of overlaps a little bit? Sunflowers. So, the sunflower. So, yeah. Yeah, and you can get the you can get the annual sunflower in the seed bracts. At, well, last time I checked, Mil- Milberger's had uh, two or three different choices, and I, I suspect all the other nurseries do. Uh, and, and or you can, uh, you know, you, you talk about all the all the plants are out there in the mm-hmm. neighborhood. Now, don't do what I, I notice. I'm not recommending you go to Mitchell Lake or any place and collect any of the seeds, but. Uh, I, I, I blundered like that one other time, and my I was reminded that uh, that is uh, that is not a uh, desirable way way to get the seed, and uh, uh, kind of against the rules. They're not they're not uh-huh. rare. Sunflowers are not rare, but they, some of the other plants that people oh, might okay. collect right. are. Well, well, I was going to say one last thing when we talk about sunflowers. I don't know if I pronounced this right, but Slava Ukraine, Ukraina. Glory, sure. glory to Ukraine, since that's their major, one of their major products is sunflowers. Glory, oh, yeah, yeah, Glory yeah, yeah. to Ukraine. Yeah, they're, they're oh. the national flower of the yeah. Ukraine. Yeah. Well, you could go to okay. Minnesota, too. <laughs> Red River Valley. Uh, well, it, no, it was Red River Valley. I was, I was just going to say uh, Manitoba and Saskatchewan yeah, as true. well. And anywhere he gets okay. his seeds, he can plant them now? Yeah, now that's a that's an issue. I I just had I just addressed that in a in an article. Um, z- I'm saying zinnias are are just as good in terms of attracting uh, bees and hummingbirds and butterflies, and and the seeds are desirable for the cardinals and everything. And you can plant them now, and you'll get a second bloom crop. Uh, in September, and it will be last until Thanksgiving. I've never had great luck with the uh, uh, sunflowers uh, reseeding uh, for a second crop. I don't know, Mark, if you... Uh, but... it's, it's A lot of times people overplant. That's why I made that comment. And it's always kind of, kind of bare underneath. I don't know if that's good or not, but I've never had good luck with them either. It's, it's like one big crop. Yay! Yeah, it gets big and productive, and 
might be might be worth it if if you you know wasn't a major investment. Maybe get yourself yeah. a uh, packages, either two couple package, or uh, collect some from a, a friend who's a gardener that's got some, and uh, try it. But uh, uh, you just be aware that uh, both Mark and I. Uh, see, there's some, uh, we, some difficulty. Yeah, some difficulty. You might have to steal yourself, and by that <laughs> you cut down all the apparently still blooming ones. Um, if they've lost a lot of their seed, the birds have taken it, and you steal yourself and you cut them all down and expose the soil. And maybe that's what they actually need. They need to be bright, open soil. Yeah, but it's a, it's amazing in the spring. Uh, you know, you, you need, uh, just like any wildflower, you need to, they need to make contact with soil. And they need full sun, just yeah. like Mark talked about. But they find a way. <laughs> they find a way to uh, to pick two or three, maybe four different uh, patches, like in mm-hmm. my landscape. And then I have to decide right. if uh, that's too many. In right. And that, that's been my experience. That's why I say that a little bit goes a long way. Uh, what okay. was your uh, What was your other question, AJ? Yeah, uh, um, Milton's getting Lance? bored. Can you? No, tell? no, no. I just wanted to make sure we have <laughs> yeah. enough time to devote to the other. Well, last week y'all were talking about the uh, Queen's Crown vines, and yeah. I've got a good source on what looks like public land for uh, pulling some. Uh, starts from a queen's crown and I was wondering what I need to do to propagate them because I've never had luck propagating the uh, the shoots in the past and I, really? I'd really like to do that Really? You haven't had luck? Well, uh, I I have planted some by seed but the the easiest way I've always thought was just take a shovel and take a piece of root to, with a, a one of the they're always expanding yeah and so you've got all these uh, eight inch pieces coming out on the end of the uh, the plant and you can just shovel you can get a shovel full and uh, usually you, you can transplant them and they'll next year they'll be a source uh, for that particular locale, um, so mm-hmm. I don't. I, yeah, I don't. Um, Mark, you got any feeling on something? No, I'm still. I'm. Uh, I've lost all all hope of uh, reasonable cognitive effect uh, by listening to him actually want Queen's Crown. Uh-huh. What's oh. wrong with him well, wanting Queen's Crown? <laughs> I'm. I'm a beekeeper. Oh, um, cool. Now that explains. Yeah, and it. yes, and my bees. You know, don't have a lot of a uh, lot of flower sources close to the beehives. So, what I want to do is I want to plant some of those uh, sunflowers and also some, um, you know, some queen's crown. Because every time I go over to another nursery here in town that has queen's crown, the bees are just all over them. I mean, it's unbelievable. Oh yes, that, but yeah. they're they're expensive. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm, with you. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. The, I've never seen a, a plant. I can't think of a plant that's more attractive to to bees and uh, butterflies and hummingbirds like it. But the, yeah, but the honeybees uh, are just, just amazing. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, so, guys. You guys have a, uh, a super keep, Fourth of July. So, so what do you? What was? What was? What do you I, want him to do? I, I would, if you can find a, a find some roots. Yeah, and fellow gardener, and just okay. go. Just go take a, a shovel full of soil, with okay. a piece of root, and that one stem. Um, All right. I e- was, I was EJ, I have, I have faith in you, man. Are you going to do that? You, will you try that? I, I'm going to try it, and I'll report back. How long before he would notice? So he, so he, let's say he does that, and then oh. when will he know he's been successful? Um, if the thing lives through the fall, <laughs> and I, I, I would expect it would. But you, he probably won't get. He, he the, won't notice until next year. Yeah, the major growth won't come until next year, and if if it's anything like my experience, uh, sometimes I forget, and then I, you know, and then I notice it's, suddenly when it's uh, six right. foot tall. So uh, another option would be a uh, nice uh, five gallon can. Oh. And and put some in there and, and try to grow it that way. You'll have the ability, like Calvin says, I, I forget too. So, but you'll have that five gallon can, maybe maybe mark it up with a big B sign on it. I don't know, and uh, and then come next spring, or actually May, and then you'll notice whether or not he got it or not. But that right. that's an idea. Protect it from the cold, okay. and then protect it from e- the cold. Yes. E- EJ, do you do your own honey and stuff with these bees? Oh yeah. Oh, very cool. Do you? I'm just curious because this is, I don't know, interesting to me. Do you sell it locally, or what do you do with it? Just enjoy it yourself. Uh, I give it away to friends, um, eventually, to satisfy the state of Texas. I oh, okay. would probably have to to sell it and report the income for the agricultural exemption. Oh, the exemption, sure. Yeah, That's but a- in the meantime, I'm just giving it away. Cool. Okay. So oh, you guys said, are on the uh, list. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I was going to say you said the wrong thing. Milton will Yeah, be. Now, now our ears are perked <laughs> up. I'll bring the peanut butter and then... Uh, no, no, no. Just, no? Just nice cornbread uh, or whole wheat bread. Just, you're killing me here. Just put it right EJ, you there. got your homework assignment with that coral vine. We want to hear what happens, okay? Will do. Thanks a lot. All right. Thanks, man. Bye. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Yes, sir. What's that? That's interesting because my article last week was on vines, and it again on, oh, yeah. uh, this week is this, on vines. Yeah. Uh, and last week talked about coral vine as one of those. And then uh, th- this week, uh, uh, Lady Banks Rose is... Uh, is one that I kind of emphasized, um, just just because because uh, uh, roses, climbing roses are so hard to manage, even though the beautiful flowers are beautiful and everything. If you don't if you don't manage them, you end up with a, a traffic controller that's not always controlling the traffic in the way you want. But Lady Banks Rose is is one that you can. Uh, thorns are relatively. Uh, easy to deal with and you can it blocks a view and it's easy it's easy to use a, just like a hedge yeah. basically it, it, it's hard to find but I like the white version yeah I've got that I don't know if you notice uh, Mark I've got the white one that has grown up through a huge live oak and, and a mesquite and has reached the top, top. yeah 
and blooms now, but it's 35 feet up in the up in the air. Well, that's that's the largest one I've ever seen. Yeah, it's, it's but a, that, it, you are correct. I do have to make a mea culpa, uh, Father Finch. I did not read your article today. This so, but I'll go back and look at last week's and this week's. Yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer. Real quick, we'll talk about Spider-Man, Termite, and Pest Control. Uh, hopefully Warren's going to call us. If he's not busy, he's going to dro- uh, drop in over the phone and say hello and just kind of... I just wanted him, you know, because uh, Warren's a big listener to the show. So if if he wants to... I know he wanted to wish everybody a ind- good Independence Day and stuff. So uh, we'll hopefully he'll call us. But listen... Uh, you need to call him if you've got ants, roaches, scorpions, fleas. Uh, you got rats in the attic. You got whatever's bugging you, whatever's pest you have in your home. He can help you out with it too. Re- very knowledgeable. Uh, he's been doing this since 1976, but it's not his, his tremendous knowledge that I like. It's not the fact that uh, he's uh, uh, got so many good reviews on Google. It's the fact that he's, he makes you part of the team. He goes over everything with you. Uh, so let's say that uh, you, you, you want to use an organic method for pest control. He's going to make sure that you understand the, any limitations, any of that. Or he can say, absolutely, we use this and it, we have a great deal of success with it. Um, and, it's, or in, and if you don't want an organic control, he can help you with that too. That's the cool thing. Uh, but it's, you know, you're part of the process, which is great. All right, so you give them a call. It's Spider-Man Pest Control, and you can find them online at GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Or you can call them at 210-656-3721. 210-656-3721. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number. What is that? What's that? What's our number? 210-308-8867. 67. <laughs> 210-308-8867. Yeah, give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. We well, need some rain reports, too. Well, I was just saying, I, we, Calvin and I were looking out at, uh, at the tremendous amount of flowers we have yeah. today. Just, the color is just amazing. Now, most of it is, it looks to be periwinkle, uh, yeah. the cora, cora season. That was my... Grandmother's you know, name, another, Cora. Another one that's out there, um, Mark, is our uh, Angelonia. Yeah, I was see it right it's over a, there. It's another one that quite often and, I, and I, Milton, I, I what overlook do we call, it. What do we call Angelonia? Uh, summer Snapdragon? That is correct, sir. Yes. 
I'd like uh, annuals for 500, uh, please, Alex. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and Is it Calvin a perennial I, or an annual? It's an annual. Okay, okay. Yeah, just here, here it's an annual. Yeah, I know. That's, that's why I hesitated. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, here it is. Um, but, yeah, there's some uh, really outstanding plants. And what I was just going to say, it is time of year for, because yeah. uh, I also saw a lot of peppers out there. Mm-hmm. It is pepper season. Um, I don't know about all the ones that Jerry was mentioning. You know, he always talks about peppers. but Well, he and, he and Jerry and Milton are really into the Rio Grande. Oh, is that and, is that what it and is? And some of our listeners too are uh, are uh, growing growing them for seed and uh, yep. But uh, this uh, in the garden, generally we go Fourth of July. It's cleanup time. It's so hard for gardeners go in there and clean up all those mite infested plants and what have you. But it is. But you can uh, plant eggplants and okra and peppers if you want. Yeah. Well, and uh, goodness gracious, are those, are those the okra transplants there on the end? Yeah. Wow. Okay, they're kind of tall. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oscar. Oscar is, is Oscar? our recommended variety. Yeah. Okay. Now we, Mark, didn't emphasize, but uh, we re- recommend that the fall crop gets planted in July. <laughs> so you would. Uh, no, you. I, I, I'm laughing because uh, 40 years ago, when I moved down here, we were, we were talking about the third and second week of August. So it was always easy. My birthday in the middle of August. Oh. That's when I started the, my fall. We, but over, over over the years, what, what happened? No, I just brought you down a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry. I keep moving back and forth. You're, you're okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, we've kept moving it forward and now what what are we saying third week fourth week of July? well it depends on who you uh the who you ask uh, trace uh, likes the like the first or second week in july i'm kind of at, at the end of july and uh Jer- jerry is uh not too fussy about it sometime in july or early yeah. august uh, and a lot, a lot of it, because of the the weather, is so important as part of that planting. A part of it is uh, what the weather is. When it's hot like this, um, sometimes you can delay it a little while. Uh, but the earlier you can get the get them in, the better chance you have of producing a de- decent crop. And uh, and then also, we I keep in my articles, I keep mentioning that. Don't if your favorite nursery has some good good recommended varieties. Don't pass them up. Yeah, yeah snap them up. Snap them up. Yeah. They're they're going to be gone, and they're not, they're not they don't replenish them in the fall like they do every every week yeah. in the spring. I'm still a traditionalist. I like first week of August. That's when that I I can't comprehend planting a fall garden third week of July. This. Uh, this year, our our, our main uh, uh, supplier, uh, wholesale supplier, is uh, talking about uh, Celebrity being available, Tycoon, uh, uh, Bobcat, which is one of, the, one of the recommended, but uh, 
Red Snapper is supposed to be available, or uh, STM 2255. Yeah, I know. I, I, I'm strictly a uh, a uh, small fruit. Ru- Ruby Crush? Right, yeah. Ruby yeah. Crush is going to be available. Then there's going to be a... S- and there'll be a few of the other selection. I think Red Red Deuce may be available, but uh, um, yeah, those are all generally are semi semi determinate, and uh, that means that they um, grow to full size quickly, and then concentrate on setting fruit. And that's definitely what you need, not just in the fall here. Yeah. In our, if you're growing tomatoes in the San Antonio area, you need. You know, you can't have a lingering plant. Uh, they just they pass the desirable grow, season. Grow up fast, produce, die. So um, sad. So sad, Milton. It's a sad thing. But uh, you know, so you prepare the soil with uh, so some a little compost, uh, a couple inches of compost, yeah. and uh, I I like uh, like. Six or seven pounds of uh, nineteen five nine per hundred square feet. Uh, even ten pounds is not too much. Um, and then uh, you want the soil uh, wet, uh, which is not easy right now. You want it uh, moistened be, uh, before you plant everything and uh, get them in the ground. And then uh, a lot of a lot of good gardeners are. Exploring just like uh, yeah. the gardener we talked about today, with uh, exploring the shade, you know, kind of a more uh, a morning sun yeah. situation, um, so that uh, I can't understand that that uh, those tomatoes don't like that uh, 100 degrees uh, <laughs> and are in that blast of sun in the afternoon. So, mm. it, well, uh, but yeah, the, the other thing is uh, I always like to say, well. Summer is for planting grass and palms. So if you wanted to put some palms in that were that had passed away last year, uh, right now is a good time. Uh, oh, that's a good idea. How's the supply, Mark, on the, on palm trees? Sorry? How is the supply on palm trees? Uh, like everything else, there's uh, it's limited. And you're not going to get really large sizes in uh, in really small sizes. Uh, going to be a little short of supply, but kind of just a little bit bigger than than maybe a, right around fives. Maybe five five can and ten can would be available. So that. That, uh, so in terms of palms, now is the prime planting time for palms. Correct. Palm. Correct. Ca- well. There's one other. Well, it's three. Well, there's three things that I go. So I go November 1st to April 15th primarily. That's your perennials and trees and shrubs. And then when you get May 1st, that's when you start doing grass, uh, palms, and succulents. If you if you want any succulents, that's the time we, we do it now. From May 1st to yeah, about October 15th. How do uh, people that are used to watering the heck out of plants in this kind of weather, how do they resist from uh, uh, soaking the palm trees? Uh, that's the thing. Uh, what is the number one killer of palms? People overwatering. So uh, you, again, like we, we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, uh, when you plant, you give a good soaking, real good soaking. 
Unknown palms, not, not only the root ball, but that area around the root ball. Then you have to be very consistent, uh, but light on the palms for the All first right. little bit. We've got to take a quick break, finish explaining in just a second, because we've got to get people caught up with the news. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. We're live here at Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road. Lots of color out here, as Mark mentioned earlier, uh, from Zinnia, I mean, from uh, Vincas. Are there Zinnias out there? Some. Some? Okay. Yeah. We have caladiums. You can never have too many zinnias. Yeah, exactly. Okay. We have caladiums with ears. We have caladiums without ears. That's right. Did you know that caladiums had ears, Mark? I did not. No. Yeah. I just I was just turning around going, where? Where? I'll, I'll have to show you one. Uh, okay. All you right. can see it. And I, I forget the difference. Do you remember Trace was trying? One is for sun. If they, one don't, is for sun. Yeah, if they don't, have, don't have ears, they... Uh, of course, it's not a hard, fast rule, but they are generally the ones that can tolerate sun. Do not have ears that tolerate. Have, yeah, if they got a smooth right, uh-huh. or if they've got if they got when they got the big, ears, yeah. yeah, then they're usually the the kind that you use in in the shade alone. Um, and then he had he had mentioned a couple of different selections that. That he was familiar with. The ones in the sun are generally a little, sm- a little smaller too. Uh, but uh, the thing about caladiums are you, you've got uh, all the the patterns. There's uh, just a few major colors, uh, but also also that. Uh, oh, what, what do you call that kind of a pattern? Yeah, the tracing. Yeah. I always like to say, it's like your ear. No ear is different. The pattern within your ear. That's kind of what I always think about on Caladium. So. Uh, now, we were talking before we, before we, Milton interrupted us. Oh, that's neat. Uh, no, we were talking about palms. Yeah, why don't you reset the palm stuff for those who didn't hear. Oh, well, okay. Uh, just and then before, and then uh, finish what you were talking about, but also mention a few of the palms that are generally yeah, recommended. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I could see that in your eyes right before we went to break. Uh, uh, so uh, we've been talking about having a little, like a little ring around a tree. Now, I admit a little hesitant about that when it's planted, that you don't make it too big because then it, it gets all the soil on top and comes. This is a mulch. The this is no, it's a little ring around the tree now sometimes you can use a little mixture of of mulch and soil okay. around it but that kind of holds the water for a little while all those rings need to go away after a year oh okay so it should be just flat with some mulch all right however however it's even more important on the palm to have a little ring around it because the palm roots I'll just grow out in a big fibrous mass from the base of the tree. Think of a little carrot and then all these roots coming off that carrot. That's what a palm root looks like. 
And so it's, it's, it's important to make sure that you have that little ring around the base of the palm to, to absorb all that water initially. So you don't want to overwater it, but you want to be consistent. I'd, so I, I've always thought that you couldn't hardly kill a palm tree with uh, lack of water. With, with a lack of water, that's yeah. correct. Um, but you should be uh, consistent maybe a couple times that first couple of weeks. And then no more than once a week. And then gradually back off until no more than once a month. Uh, their growing period is mostly May. Again, uh, their root growth is dependent on heat, whereas most of our plants, it decreases with heat. So uh, they expand out. So from, from May until mid-October, that's when they're actually growing. Uh, on the on the palms, and that's when you actually want to put the the fertilizer. We have a wonderful fertilizer by. Who do we have it by? Hmm? Again, Millburger sells a wonderful palm fertilizer. Oh, which I, don't way, know. I don't know either, but uh, please come over here and get the palm fertilizer. Um, I know Trace like, likes the, the yeah. to promote the palm fertilizer. Yeah, I, I, it is. It's it's uh, that that brand makes a couple of of specialty fertilizers, which are very good. Anyway, though, when you're planting in palm, uh, water consistently first, the first couple of weeks, maybe uh, twice a week, and then after that, once a week for a couple of more weeks, and then back off to every once a month. Now, uh, what are my favorite palms? Well, well, we, hold, hold on to favorite uh, palms. We're going to talk about that in just a second, but Rick's on the line. has a oh, question. Oh, 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 okay. okay. 210-308-8867. Hey, Rick. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, hello. South Texas. How you doing today? I'm doing great. Um, hey, I've been in a couple of times. Uh, I got there the first time right after the show and talked to a gentleman. have a Shantung Pine, or had one, 17 years ago, bought it there. And Shantung maple or pine? Looked, ma- I'm, I'm sorry, maple. Shantung okay. maple. And um, it looked like the freeze had got it. And uh, the uh, it didn't look good, and he said, "Well, water it, and hopefully it'll come around." <clears throat> and then uh, the, it, it had come out with a whole bunch of leaves this year, little, little bitty leaves though, and then they died. And I, I brought in a stick last week, and the last leaf had died. So I don't know if y'all remember this. Uh, he said, "You said uh, if, if anything is green, you can keep it, but scrape it, and if it's dead, cut it back. Maybe cut it back to the ground." And uh, I, I did that. And when I got to about five feet off the ground, uh, I noticed a funny thing where half the, the trunk was kind of dark brown and half was light brown. And then I got ready to cut it off at the base, and I noticed it was moving. And uh, the whole thing was dead down to the roots. I was able to rock it completely out of the ground. And uh, so um, my question now is I was reading about it and read something about maple rot or maple decline. And and I'm wondering if maybe... uh, some kind of fungus or something got it uh, because right now I was getting ready to plant a, a, a 
uh, quite a Barbados in that hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, gee, if there's a fungus in the in the soil, maybe I shouldn't plant something there now. So uh, I'm kind of wondering, you know, what got it and what what should I do about planting anything else new in that spot? Well, I think your I think your primary uh, problem was that the freeze and and dealing with that. I mean, I, re- I remember that conversation, uh, and all of us were hopeful that you were going to get some more <laughs> growth out of it. But there there were a lot of characteristics that also made us kind of pessimistic, and you too. Yeah, you were yeah. you were you, but. Um, but I, I was amazed when I when that you know a tree ought to be solid down, but this it was dead. <laughs> and when yeah, I've been digging I, out the hole, it, all the roots are dead. Yeah, yeah I, w- I would uh, I dig up all the roots um, and then go ahead and plant the part of a beta. So I think that's a, a very good choice. Um, I got one other question since I wasn't here. What kind of soil do you have, and where are you located? It, uh, in the northwest side of town, I've got very sandy soil with lots of rocks, so I'm getting all the rocks out of it. Oh. But I, I did a soil test and put in a, a foot of water, and it, it drained out in an hour. Okay, uh, that that's opposite of what I was going to tell you, or what I thought. I thought you were going to have, <laughs> tell me that you have uh, black lion clay soil, and I was going to no. go, did anyone talk to you about cotton root rot? Um, but that's it. <laughs> Ignore that because you have sandy soil. Uh, yeah. Now, uh, again, uh, the Pride of Barbados is a good, good one. I would, I would uh, not worry about fungus uh, if it's sandy soil. Uh, I would uh, make sure that I'm watering appropriately initially, and then not don't worry about it again. It, it wouldn't okay, be fungus. I was going to add a lot of uh, a fair amount of compost in, mix it in with the soil, yeah. and nope, nine, uh, nine, nine, nine. Um, no. only only twenty percent. So you oh, you 20%. bring out your original yeah. soil, and yeah. you you look about a fifth of that, and then that's what you add in. Um, okay, but that that's it. Don't don't. Okay. My my opinion, you you with uh, Pride of Barbados, you. You're wasting compost to use it because that that oh, really? pu- puts up with puts up with any kind of soil that's yeah. there and uh, can take advantage of whatever the you know, growing condition is. But see, Mark, see, I was throwing him a softball so yeah. he could jump in on that one. Mark, Mark made a good point though, and and I was thinking the same thing when you said the root, the plant just broke off at the root. That that is a typical root rot symptom mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. when that that top <laughs> when but, you're uh, but darker a, brown and then light or lighter brown and then darker yeah. brown yeah the the root the root rot can be due to physical damage but it also can be a uh, can be a dam uh, a disease like cotton root rot or something too but the uh, the eventual symptom is, is pretty much the same but I, I think you. I, I don't think you can. I'm with Mark. I don't think you can go wrong with uh, Point Sienna or Pride of Barbados. Okay, and Esperanza. I was going to put one of those about. Uh, it's it's part of Mark's holy trinity: uh, Esperanza, Pr- Pride of Barbados, and Firebush. 
Everyone must have those in San Antonio. Yeah. And Sinizo, sir. Oh, okay, you. good. Thank you. They did predict the rain, okay. by the way. <laughs> okay, good luck. Okay. Thank well, you. Thank you very much. I yeah, thank you for you calling. Guys. All right, 210-308-8867. Yeah, after I left the show, I drove down Boverde Road. All the Sinisa were blooming. It was like, okay. And what happened? We got rain. Yeah. I, I think I was more driving down the same road going, shaking my head, going, oh, no, I'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. All right. I was going to say real quickly, favorite uh, uh, the, the freeze was a good indicator of what we can and cannot grow long term here. Uh, California fan palm. That's the one with the thicker trunk. It's a fan palm uh, with a thicker trunk. Um, and, then, and I was going to say, and that's about it. But sagos came back. Very happy about that. Uh, tried to avoid feather palms uh, like queen palm uh, or pinda palm. Uh, and say and some of the some of the Canary Island date palms, also known as false date palm, did okay. Some didn't do well. Some did okay, but uh, pretty much stay with the uh, uh, California fan palm. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I was I was trying to s- some time the Chinese fan palm as well. Or windmill palm. That so one's good or bad? Good. And then the last one, see, I'm, I'm stalling for time. And then the last no. one, which was really good, was the European fan palm. So you notice a pattern there. All of them were fan palms. Okay. So European, windmill, Chinese fan, and California fan palm. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Eighty-eight sixty-seven and toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty-eight sixty-seven. Do we talk much about the? Uh, we had a question about I forget what the issue was, but the uh, about um, was it bald cypress versus and, and um, oh, not versus, but he was trying to figure out where he wanted to plant it and if he could. And then I think y'all had suggested the Montezuma cypress maybe instead. But well, uh, you, you know, ten, ten years ago, we were pretty big on on all this, those cypresses, or maybe fifteen years ago, and then uh, went through that uh, droughty period when oh nine, eleven, yeah, nineteen and twenty one or yeah. twenty two. And they they didn't all they didn't fare as well as we expected. Mm-hmm. We were. Uh, we were talking about, you know, generally when they say what what's an alternative to a live oak, you know, we always included the... Well, mine is a cypress. That was uh, the five of my, uh, I would give when people would come up to me and I'd say, wait, wait, don't tell me. I could see it in their eyes. You know, I need a fast-growing tree. And I said, most fast-growing trees um, are low-maintenance and short-lived. So here are my five. Monterey oak. Mexican sycamore, uh, Texas red oak, and Montezuma cypress. You know, fast growing, oh. with and low, generally low maintenance from long lived. 
So, um, but yeah, the in nature, bald cypress do not grow much beyond fifteen to eighteen feet away from a permanent water source. Okay, and so what? Okay, what's, so if it, if what's it's, a permanent water source besides the San river? Antonio River? All right, all right, uh, Big Joshua Creek. Um, in, in other words, permanent water. So you can see the water. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Up maybe some ponds up up in their tanks. I should okay. say. Um, however, Montezuma cypress can grow a little bit further away. Not not on top of a hill. Not 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 in Stone Oak on the top in Timberwood Park. That's not where it's going to grow. Um, but there are limits. All right. So, so you, you could try it if you had decent foot or more soil. So what is that one growing in? That, that one's growing in a prepared bed All right. with lots of attention. Okay. Maybe. What we're looking at is we're looking at a Montezuma cypress here at the at the nursery. A very doing, large, doing, large one. Doing, yeah. doing, doing very well. Now, there is a dry creek. Not too far. I mean, a stone's throw away. It's far. It has to be permanent live oh, water. Okay, I'm just saying. So, but <laughs> that 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 illustrates the point that uh, you can grow Montezuma cypress away from a water source uh, under the right conditions. Okay. All right. Now, I thought you were going to say just quickly. I thought at the end of this month, uh, July and August, it, it it's happening a little bit earlier, but traditionally. We will see certain bald cypress flash, flash brown. That does not mean they're going to die. That just means they're flashing because oh. of weather conditions. Oh, okay. And uh, and they will recover. Now, if they happen to do that after a period of years, the same thing, then that's not good for them. But a lot of people get excited when they see the bald cypress turn brown. Flashing. That does not mean it's going to die. It just means it's... It's, it's browning because of weather conditions. All right. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We have more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Mark Peterson, and for Dr. Jerry Parsons, and I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. Love that song. 210-308-8867. Ray Charles does such a good job. Uh, all right. So, oops. Where were we talking before we went to break? Were we at a breaking point? I think we were talking about horticulture. Okay. Well, let me tell you what's on sale uh, because there really is. Uh, 
Trace has uh, gone nuts here, and it's uh, y'all can stop me if you want to talk about one in particular. For instance, uh, uh, let's see. I think Mark was talking earlier about the uh, the Vinca and the mm-hmm. Cora Series Vinca. They were on sale four for five dollars. Uh, Blue Plumbago is on sale. Dwarf Mexican Petunia on sale. Right in front of us. And Mark will be pointing them out to you. So look, yes. look, look at your radio, and Mark will show you where they are. It's uh, a, right to left. Yes. Uh, they're, it's amaz- amazing to me that so many people are purchasing uh, the full-size uh, Ruelia. Ruelia, too. Yeah. I, I hope they know what they're getting into. Because it uh, has a tendency yeah. to re- reproduce yeah. pretty well. I'm, I'm going to put a little on my back patio. Uh, oh, good. But I, but I know where I speak. There's nothing around it. Um, all It's barren. That's what I'm going. Oh, the flowers are beautiful. Yeah. But, it, but it is, uh, it's a notorious uh, spreader. The plant that our caller was just talking about, Mexican Bird of Paradise, is on sale in the number one pot for nine eighty eight. Uh, is Duranta on sale too? Uh, I mean, I, I, I'll find out. Hold on, it's just I got to keep scrolling. My thumb is hurting. Vitex is on sale. Ground covers. Uh, have you seen the milkweed? I'm I do. There's a ton of milkweed. Where, where, ton of milkweed. Where, okay, that, where, where? that probably makes you happy. Maybe that was Around your the corner. Okay. Uh, Bullbine is on sale. There, there, Where's that? There was. Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Let's see, rosemary, salvias, society uh, garden. Lots of salvias. A lot of choices of uh, colors uh, and every kind of yeah. salvia you can think of. Salvias are a good fall, uh, you know, in term, yeah. if you're looking at it in terms of uh, butterflies and I hummingbirds. Gonna, I was going to say it's a multiple uh, pollinator So on that. And even some of the bees, like some of the colors. Yeah. So... Um, and I was just going to say, it's part of the, it's a permitted plant under the Saws landscape. Oh, yeah. Water that's Saver what landscape. About. And they're well, full, I mean, full, generally full sun. A few, a few have a little shade. I uh, know. It's always a problem. That's why I kind of like go, well, some of them like a little shade. Or I, or I no, it's better to say tolerate a little shade. Let's see. Skull cap. Yeah, Mexican that's heather. That's another one. That's Dwarf one. red porter weed. Yep. Uh, if you're a, bu- a butterfly person, uh, you can't go wrong with that dwarf, the red uh, porter, the, pl- porter yeah. plant. Yeah, it's. Uh, it's uh, uh, I always describe it as kind of a weird plant. Uh, <laughs> it's got that those teeny little yeah. blooms on yeah. these uh, weeping stalks, and the blooms uh, move up the stem, and then. Then the next one comes at, starts at the bottom again and moves up. And uh, the, the thing about them, I've, uh, it's, it's very popular in terms of a nectar source. Uh, hummingbirds and the butterflies and then the bees. And then one of the things we've been noticing here, the, the bumblebees yeah. really like it too. So uh, and, it's, and it's an attractive plant, interesting and attractive plant. And then there's the purple version. You li- did you say you like the purple version better? Uh, no, I, I I said I like both ones, but now we're dis- we're discussing whether which one was more restrained in this habit. And I think you were going the the red one is a little bit more restrained. Yeah, it is. It's kind of just kind of 
you know, uh, I kind of, I'm comfortable planting it in, mm-hmm. in a group of uh, containers. It's, it's got kind of a disciplined grower, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm. And uh, makes a nice, nice display up on your pa- on your patio. Speaking um, of containers, uh-huh. it's one of my topics. Oh, right now. Okay. Containers are really good for the summer. Building, uh, planting, creating containers is really good right now. What does that mean? Well, I mean, it means uh, sometimes it's really hot for big, big plantings. But if you want to go down the nursery, we have plenty of plants here uh, that could be used for uh, growing containers, the uh, coras, the bougainvilleas, mm-hmm. even even the porter wheat. Uh, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that that, that red porter wheat is yeah. perfect. Well, there's a, there's one of the uh, um, containers on sale here at Millburgers, a re- relatively large container. And that that is just a perfect size for that uh, red uh, porter weed that I was talking about in terms of a display on your patio. So, are you a uh, Mark? Are you a one plant per container, or are you one of those? Uh, I'm going to create an artistic display using the. Con- I, I generally use uh, three. Three, okay. Three. So, so, what is the what are the rules of three for a container? Oh, uh, it's usually you want a upright plant, and then two plants will come over the side. Okay, two. Yeah. So what are the well, upright plants seem to me is probably an easy choice. What are the ones that, that trail over the well, side? Well, I said uh, the, the, the portaway is a good one. Okay. On that one. Oh, that'll then, trail? Uh, okay. And then uh, what do we have here? We have lots of choices on that. Ruelia, the dwarf. Oh, the, 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 the skull cap, the... Uh, uh, maybe some annuals like uh, the Cora or the Angelonia, but I'm looking more of a, a prostrate one. Moss, moss roses. And yeah. Pers- oh, moss. Ro- there you go. Purslane. Absolutely. Purslane moss roses uh, would be excellent choices for that. Oh, there's all all the uh, oh the ye- yellow flower mark. What is the what is the one with the uh, the yellow flower back there? We talked. This one. No, it, it's uh, ball bean. Yeah, bulb- oh, bulbine, yeah. 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 yeah, I knew I knew it was around here somewhere. Yeah, there it is, right there. Okay, that's it. That's kind of a tough, a tough plant. I'm not sure that I don't think the deer eat that either. Do no, they? they do not. It's in the aloe vera family, and they do. They now they will eat the flowers. They love the flowers. Huh. So you're going. Why should I plant this, Mark? It doesn't have any flowers. Oh, but it has beautiful stems. It's very nice. Do people get a lot of plants because of the beautiful stems? Or uh, no, they don't. They that's, want the that, flowers. That's why I'm looking at you. For your yeah. radio listeners, you could just see me rolling my eyes yeah, over at, at Milton. Um, oh, let me let me finish the other ones here. We have uh, tropical hibiscus uh, is on sale. I'll tell you which varieties because I like that. Um, it's a number three pot. Regularly twenty nine ninety nine now nineteen eighty eight. You can choose from Lady Baltimore, Midnight Marvel, Starry Starry Night, and Texas Star. Can, uh, firecracker fern, wax. I, uh, yeah, I was thinking. I want to bring up a point on the containers. Oh, okay. Uh, you know those two those two freezes we had uh, did a lot of damage to plants. Oh. But another thing they did is they wiped out a lot of containers. 
and then there's a lot of containers that are not completely done, but they're cracked. Yeah. And the and the, they're not holding water, and so if you find a, a good a good uh, price, high quality container like the one that Millburgers is advertising, it uh, is a it's a recommended time to get them because they're not if even if they are holding together right now they're not going to last long if they start they were started to crack and that was february freezes well you're oh you're well, i was gonna say you're gonna look anymore because i have a yeah. lovel, lovely sig right now wax leaf phlogestrum sweet viburnum variegated ginger split leaf philodendron dwarf bottle bush uh, little john all texas sage is on sale yay hey. the number three pot 2488 uh, crepe myrtles are on sale. Fruit trees are on sale. Interior plants, shade trees. Uh, do you have to come here in the varieties and stuff? Right. But uh, yeah, and then actually they have some clay. Uh, looks like clay plotters too. Uh, window planters, which are real cool for three eighty-eight or three for ten dollars. Oh, that's a great sale! Holy cow! Regularly twelve ninety-nine, now three eighty-eight. Uh, you got to respect the sale. I may have to get some of those. I don't even know what I'm going to put in them yet. But you know, three eighty-eight. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. As I say, snap them up right now. Yeah. Well, but with Mil- with Mil- Milton gets excited about something that it's not going to cost a lot because he generally just buys one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to buy one Vinca and three, one window uh, box. Three is <coughs> just too, ma- too many. Right. I have some uh, design rules, and number one is don't skimp. Don't yeah. Skimp. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I couldn't. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. What did yeah. you say? <laughs> I'm a skipper. Uh, uh, okay, but uh, what was the issue you were? Oh, uh, I was just going to say, as a, a lovely segue, we're talking about containers, and mm-hmm. uh, our lovely friend Neil, uh, he had a question on somebody who, who couldn't grow vegetables, and they had a, a pretty good uh, size one. Let's see, it was uh, if I could read it here, uh, twenty-four by twenty-four by thirty-six inch container or plant okay. uh and he said he couldn't grow any vegetables in there and i'm my, i even before i scrolled down he goes what was the soil that you were growing and two is it in the sun the two main questions um neil neil had a good answer but it really didn't stress that planting soil that you may get in a bag or bulk doesn't always mean there's soil in it it could be just planting mix. Uh, that is all organic material and nothing uh, to provide consistency and water holding capacity. So, uh, and Jerry and I over the years have gone around and around on, on different different products on growing vegetables in a raised bed right. or a container, but you got to have a little soil somewhere in there. Um, I don't. I, I. You know, we can argue about the the cons, uh, the percentages of other materials. Well, we. You know, we saw. If you noticed, uh, with our that rain we had, mm-hmm. some of some of the areas got two to four inches, mm-hmm. but it's not unusual. Even when you got two to four inches in a in a container, if the container is all. Uh, very overly well drained soil that I mean it could can dry out when it's yeah. 100 degrees in one day well that always uh, people just uh, always insist well 
I wonder if rain ever. Yeah. I had two inches of rain. Yeah. How can it be dried out? Yeah. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. And uh, and of course, part of it part of it is depends on what the top is there, whether it's uh, collecting the rain or keeping it out of the soil or not. But that's all always always an issue. We 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 like containers in terms of uh, giving us flexibility on gardening, allowing us to uh, be pretty. Uh, uh, conservative in, in term, terms of the resources we use, but uh, also you have to watch out that it, uh, realize that it takes more labor in terms of, uh, unless I guess you can pick some plants that weren't, you know, succulents that don't take. Yeah, uh, yeah. And and we, we've had soil prescriptions on that. We've had good friends uh, that are head of Succulent Society and they go, yeah, use the this this amount this amount and this amount mostly it was like gravel, uh, uh, granite granite uh, decomposed granite and some sand and things like that and that's ooh that's a wonderful uh, succulent mix but uh, I like the loamy sand or poteet sand uh, as providing at least half. And then you go in your sphagnum peat. Uh, I like biochar. It's kind of a relatively new new uh, product, but I think the research is showing that it's, it's really good. Um, Neil had talked about expanded shale. Uh, I, I don't think I would need expanded shale if I was using uh, sandy loam. Um, but, uh, but you're certainly going to have to have an organic component, organic matter component. On that. In any right. kind of container. Let's take a quick break. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on. I'm Milton Blick. And Hello. if you have any questions about those uh, soil mixes that oh, yeah, absolutely. Mark talked about, call and get some more information. Mark will give you the dirt right after this. Uh. <laughs> 210-308-8867. <laughs> more in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer: 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. And Mark, I did get questions from people back at the studio wanting to know uh, because they knew you were going to be here about where we are with restrictions, what stage. I, I think I lied to him. I told him we were in stage 16 in his neighborhood. Oh, only in his neighborhood. Yeah, only in your neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, uh, based on weather conditions, we have uh, our analysts looking at the future, and we want to tell everybody that yeah. uh, directly from Mr. Puente's mouth. Okay. Uh, and and through Mark's ears. Okay. Back to you. Uh, back, back to Mark's uh, mouth and yeah. into the microphone. Yeah. To your ears. Says, yeah. Uh, we'll be in stage two for the foreseeable future. Oh, Okay. So even though the EAA may is currently in stage three, 
maybe even in stage four later on in August and September, we will be in stage two. So what does that mean? That means uh, once a week watering, uh, 7 to 11, 7 to 11. No watering on the weekends. And then uh, yeah, uh, you water your vehicle on Saturday and Sunday, provided there's no water running down the street. All right. That's the main stuff. Uh, you can go see all the restrictions of stage two. Hand watering. Hand watering is allowed anytime. Even within three and four. Yeah. Uh, drip changes right now. Drip is any day, uh, but not during 11 to 7. Not during the non-permitted times. Oh, okay. But any day. However. However. There, however. There's a big but. However. Uh, we have increased our patrolling. Oh. So you, everyone may see me out there in my little dark gray Camry. Um, with my orange saws shirt on, uh, and sometimes I wear my Joe Biden glasses, sunglasses. Oh, okay. Right out there. Um, so we have lots of patrols out there, and we are patrolling, and we are issuing citations. And that means like tickets. Now tickets go. The money for tickets goes to the city of San Antonio. Does not go to saws. Just a reminder, everybody. Okay. Now we got a we got a core of police officers too. Involved. We have a police officers, and we have a select saw staff, hand selected by Karen and Dana and others like me uh, on that looking looking uh, for violators. I like Sundays and Saturdays, Saturdays and Sundays, because it's a black and white. No, no sprinklers on Saturday oh, okay. and Sunday. Uh, it's a yes or no. And you, re- uh, for th- those of you that are w- wondering why we aren't going to go to stage three and four, m- I, um, Mark can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm, I'm thinking part of that flexibility comes from the fact that we've got uh, all these uh, r- uh, different uh, technologies that we've adapted for for water. You know, we. we the water, the recycled water, the uh, t- uh, treating um, uh, the, the brackish, brackish water, water, and then also ASR. Yeah, storage. Uh, which, yeah, which is aquifer so storage got, and recovery. We got quite a few, quite a bit of flexibility here in San Antonio. I, that's exactly the reason uh, we have diversified our sources so much. Uh, we're, we're still mainly from the Edwards. But it's down to approximately 50, 58, 55, 58%. So we have the ability to use a lot of different sources, and we can stay in the stage two. Other entities, uh, Alamo Heights, which is solely dependent on the aquifer, they have to follow the EAA pretty rigorously. And so they're in stage three. Alamo Heights is in stage three. Um, so, but, but that, just want to know. Let on one hand, let everyone know. Hey, we're going to stay in stage two for the foreseeable future, and that's a good thing. But on the other hand, just want, to, want everyone to know that yeah, we're patrolling out there. Okay. Make sure you abide by the rules. And again, those rules can be found at www.saws.org. All right. Cool. 
And then, thank you. Thank you, Milton. Yeah. No, no. A lot of people have questions about it, especially about the particulars, because it changes. They probably know we're in stage two, but it's like, okay, what is stage two again? Is mm-hmm. do I hand water? Do I don't hand? I don't hand water. Or, but yeah, you hand oh. watering. You and said we, is it? Uh, another another thing I keep emphasizing. I I get. Oh, I I suppose uh, three three questions a day, uh, day on this. Uh, my my lawn has got these brown spots. It's almost all brown. What kind of fungus is there? What mm. kind of insects? And my u- usual thing is do a water test first. A hand, just take a little sample area and hand water generously every other day for a week or so. And most of the time, I think you're going to find out that it's it's a water situation. Your right. Irrigation is either uh, not applying it efficiently, or uh, it's just taking a lot of water because this uh, uh, this is a serious uh, hot weather and it's drought, and we don't have a big soil reservoir. But but it is uh, uh, the good news is our, our our lawn grasses are pretty tolerant and can mm-hmm. go dormant for a while and then still recover. So uh, keep that in mind. You know, what we've talked about over the years is this is the time when we notice browning and we dig down, and guess what? There's a big rock underneath. Mm. We talked about that over the years. And then the other thing is we dig down and we notice it's it's a depression, and then water is collecting down there. Well, lots of times that means a fungus. But it's a good opportunity. Think of it as an opportunity everyone you're going out and you look at these things you're going huh why is that doing that and just like calvin said you run the sprinkler uh if you have an in-ground sprinkler system and you're going well that head's not running or that head's not covering that area so uh think of this as an opportunity to figure out what's going on in your landscape and a lot of our uh, contractors out there irrigation contractors are are uh, ready. I mean, they got the uh, their staff has got the skill and the technology to help you figure those issues out. And plus, the saw staff too is uh, are also uh, uh, generous in terms of the time to help you figure out what the issue is with with your uh, irrigation or your water system or mm. all the questions you. That, that's a lovely, lovely segue. Lovely segue. All right. Saw's Conservation Department has free irrigation consultations. And you may uh, be on the list. There's a lengthy time delay right now, but call 210-704-SAVE. Save? Save. S-A-V-E. I can't remember the letters. 78283? Is that what it is? I will find out. 704 save which translates 7 that's it all right 78283 there you go 7283 and uh, like Calvin says uh, one of our consultants can come out and help you uh, diagnose whether you are watering enough or if the system is in error. Uh, and there may be some problems that you need to address. Okay. Very cool. 210-704-SAVE or 
7283? 7283, that's right. All right. Can we, uh, do we have time to remind everybody that if you're... Uh, into the butterflies, we our supply of porterweed is replenished, and we also have uh, uh, renew uh, new supplies of tropical uh, milkweed too. Remember that the monarchs only lay their eggs on milkweed. Now we're yeah. not gonna we're not gonna be. I mean, we'll have the monarchs come later in the fall. We yeah. generally don't encourage them to to lay their eggs, but uh, the milkweed uh, get. Get the get the milkweed started this fall, and uh, then have it ready for next spring. Uh, and also, uh, uh, let's see what's some of the other. Uh, oh, what what's the blue flowers? That the blue, which ones? Uh, without that, uh, the, the get g- covered with butterflies in there. Uh, well, okay. Well, yeah. The, what we kind of call butterfly crack, uh, mist flower. Mist flower. And there's excellent. a white one and a blue one. And uh-huh. there, and the supply is uh, is, is we have, we full have here. The butterflies love it. Uh, I was also going to say asters, um, gay feather. Uh, those are all fall ones, but I just like the tropical milkweed just. For its appearance, and, and, it's easy. and it's not ne- necessary right now, but it has lovely flowers. Oh, and it's it's easy to grow. That's yeah. that's one of the advantages, too. In the fall, Mark and I were talking about this. In the in the fall, it, it, it's strange. Uh, Lantana and salvia become two of the top nectar-producing plants. Yeah. It can be blooming up a storm in the summertime, and uh, I don't know if it's my imagination, but generally it doesn't seem to attract as many butterflies. As come the fall, they just—it's uh, it's one of the the, the the two families of plants where they really uh, get attracted. So you can't go wrong with lantana and salvia either. Could be like beets, you know. You don't want to eat the beets, but if that's all you have in the fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. You think that's it? Yeah. Who doesn't? Who doesn't want to eat beets? You're from Michigan, and you don't and I, you eat I, beets. I know. Everyone in my family likes oh, beets. Me, I, I, I don't like beets. I love beets. Yeah. Uh, Great. No, no. But then again, you and I like rutabagas. Oh gosh, yeah. And, and and all potatoes of all kinds. There is not a bad potato. Yeah, and actually, I've got, I've gotten kind of back into the uh, getting away from the. Uh, the baking potatoes and more into the little, the gold uh, and the uh, red. And I think I like them better. Uh, fingerling golds, yeah. Is that right? Or, or okay. gold fingerlings, yeah. There's Yukon gold. I. Uh, oh, that's the little, little ones. Are kind of okay. Okay. I'm not sure, but I just like them. <laughs> All right. Well, we got about three minutes left. Okay. So. Right. Anything we need to bring up before we uh, begin to wrap it up here? Well, no, we I just wanted to talk about we got some wonderful plants out here. Yeah, burgers, um, just waiting, waiting to be put in the the garden or in containers, like I said. You know, what we haven't mentioned Mark is the uh, uh, our uh, sweet taters over there. Oh, the sweet potato vine. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, that's oh, wonderful. Lovely, lovely. What wonderful. Uh, Ground cover uh, works in the shade, and uh, and then of course we 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 that's mentioned a few times the. Uh, oh, that's a container plant. The, oh, uh, yeah, that's a trailing. Yeah, but we men- mentioned our uh, what is our red one right here? Uh, 
the Vinca? Or Vinca, the, the Coro yeah. Vinca, yeah. We maybe maybe we haven't mentioned enough, but it's. Uh, oh, we didn't mention the colors. That's what I was going to do. Thanks, right. Calvin. Uh, we got pink. We got dark red. We got white. The white is outstanding. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, yeah. just think of a field of white or a bed of white. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this also, uh, Jerry keeps emphasizing the fact that it's the uh, the uh, blooming plant that the deer are m least likely t to eat. Uh, we've done test after test, and uh, you can plant uh, vinca in in the vicinity right along a. a Deer path, and uh, mm -hmm. they, they they won't they generally won't uh, attack it. So uh, that uh, that's one of the advantages. Just to I'm just because we're both from the from the north. And uh, anybody coming in from the north, this is not the ground cover, or this is periwinkle, uh, but the scientific name is vinca. So that's what we call it, vinkle. But for other parts of the country, you may go. What are they talking about, vinca, vinca? Uh, Vinca Major, Vinca Minor. Um, no, that's not what we're talking about. Okay. We got some, a looper some of problem. our gardeners use it. Yeah, we got here. that looper problem that yeah. Jerry Jerry first told me about years ago. Um, every three or four years, all of a sudden, <laughs> these caterpillars come in and take everything. All right, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> come back and see us tomorrow. Or come back tomorrow to and yeah. uh, get your gardening questions ready, and Mark will be back here. and. Uh, Calvin as well. I'll be back here too. So you be sure to call us. Go to MillburgerNursery.com. It's going to be cool and wonderful, isn't it? Yes, uh, it is. Absolutely. Yeah. You wait and see. So uh, we'll take a break for today, but we're back tomorrow. Thanks to Al for doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. You I'm go. Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.